Hey, good morning, everyone. Shalom for coming. I wanted to discuss um, a common scenario or a, a common perception or misconception uh, that people have that one is allowed to ask or instruct a uh, young child to turn on or off a light uh, on Shabbos. And as we'll see, this really relates primarily to a passage at the beginning of next week's parish and parish's MR. But it touches on a few other areas of halakha, and uh, we'll try and hopefully clarify the issues that are involved uh, and emerge with a, uh, with a psaq halakha lomaisa with regards to this issue and uh, hopefully other related issues as well. So the Pasuk tells us at the beginning of this week's parasha, parasha's emor, kahanim v'amart was told by the Rebbe Shalom to tell the kahanim about the isra of Tumas kahanim. But it says in the Pasuk, a double lotion, emor ha-kahanim, tell the kahanim v'amart uh, and say to them, why the double lashon emor va'amarta? So Rashi already on Chumash quotes from the Gemara Mitzvahs Yevamis that it comes to indicate to Moshe Rabbeinu that Moshe Rabbeinu was indicating to the Kohanim that uh, not only are they themselves prohibited from coming in contact with the Tamimes, but they are prohibited from causing or instructing their children to come in contact with the Tamimes. That's the uh, last line over here. To warn the adults about the children. They shouldn't cause them to become Tamilumes or instruct them to do so. And the Gemara Mesafis Yavamas notes that there are two other psukim that indicate uh, similar ideas with regards to other Isurim. The Pasuk says in Parsha Shemini with regards to Shkatsim as well. Either because it's an extra pasuk, the pasuk of this issue has been stated previously, or because of the implication of the language of the pasuk, the Gemara understands that it comes to instruct not only the adults not to eat shkatsim, but you shouldn't cause or instruct your child to do so. And uh, thirdly, with regards to dam, the pasuk in Parshas Kedoshim, you shouldn't eat blood also, the Gemara understands, either because the pasuk is extra or because of the language of the pasuk. So the Gemara understands from the fact that we have three uh, psukim that indicate the same idea. Not only should you not do these isurim, Tumas Kaihanim, Dam, and Shkatsim yourself, but you're not supposed to instruct or cause your child to do so, that this is in fact the universal principle, that you're not allowed to instruct uh, or cause your child to violate any isur in the Torah. It's known as the isur of Safina and Lekata and isur Biyadayim. And this applies not only to a child who's Higiyah Lechinuch, this applies even to a child that is not Higiyah Lechinuch, and perhaps even you know, an infant. There's even a discussion about a fetus, causing a fetus to violate uh, an Easter in the Torah. That's the discussion that the Magen Avram has over here, Ois Hei, calls him the Shach, in the name of the Rekeach, discusses the, the wife of a Kayin going into a hospital, going into an Oyo Hames, where she is pregnant. Because even though the Aishas Kayin is not obligated or prohibited from coming in contact uh, with a Tame Mace, but perhaps she's pregnant with a male child, and then she'll be caused, by walking into the oil Lameis, she'll be causing the male child to become Tame Lameis. They say, yeah, it's a Sveik Sveika, maybe it's a male child, a female child, maybe it's a viable fetus, not a viable fetus. What about nowadays, the Epsonograms, it should, uh, this really deserves uh, its own treatment. But, huh? So that, uh, Siv Chaim asked that question, who says the fetus is an own independent entity, that he's, uh, he's yet uh, restricted because of the Yisuf Tumas Kahanim, even if he's a male child. So he says it refers to the later stages of pregnancy. So with the child, perhaps it's viable on his own. Ah, oh, there's that kasha, there's a better kasha, there's Tara Blua. There are many kashas in this mug and it deserves its own treatment, but no one questions the fact that if it would be an independent entity, the child, that it would be a problem of causing or instructing the child to violate an Easter in the Torah. 
So this Isa of Safinun Lakata Nisa Biadaim that we are not allowed to cause a child to violate an Isa in the Torah applies to all Isurim and applies even to a child as well. Higil Achinoch, even the smallest of infants, um, would be included within this, uh, within this restriction. So Bekiva Eger and the Gilean Ashas, Anagamar Mesakti Zivamis, Kotsam Achuvas Mutsam Eish, who has the following question. We have another Pasuk in Parshas Yisroi. In the context of Shabbos, where the Pesach says, Loisas, over here, Oisbeis, Loisas, ikom malacha, ato uvincha uvitecha. On Shabbos, you're not allowed to do any malacha, you, your son, or your daughter. So who's you, your son, or your daughter? If your son or your daughter are Gedalim, that's you. They themselves are independently obligated to keep Shabbos. Who is you, your son, and your daughter? So says Rashi, quoting in the name of the Mechilta, the Madrish, Lahazir Gedalim, al Shvizis HaKetanim. To warn the Gedalim that they're not allowed to cause or instruct the child to violate Shabbos. So ask the Mutameyesh that that is already included within the larger uh, banner that you're not allowed to instruct or cause a child to violate any Easter in the Torah. So why did the Torah have to go out of its way to repeat this by Hilcha Shabbos? It seems to be redundant. That's the Kasha of the Mutameyesh. What's unique about Hilcha Shabbos? I'm not allowed to instruct or cause my child to violate Shabbos. So Chaim Oizer and the Chuvas Achiezer quotes one teretz, a lamdish teretz from Rebchaim, which is one teretz. But then he quotes what I think is more the, the Pasha teretz um, that the halacha by Hilchas Shabbos they do not allowed to uh, instruct or cause a child to violate Hilchas Shabbos is more expansive and includes more cases than the general prohibition of causing or instructing a child to violate an Easter in the Torah. Because over here, even if you don't actually cause him to do it. Or I don't tell him to do it. By Hilcha Shabbos, if he does it on his own, but he knows that I'll be happy about it, that's also included in uh, because that has compromised my Shvisa Shabbos. Even if he does it all on his own, I don't cause him to do it. I don't instruct him to do it. But he knows that I'll be happy about it, that's also included. And that's in parallel from the Gemara in Mesechta Shabbos. The Gemara tells us over here in Shabbos, that if a person has a fire in his home, and no one's life is in danger, of course, then it's pikuach nefesh. But uh, no one's life is in danger, there's just a potential loss of property. So, nachri shabol lechabois, the Gemara says, Mishnah, a nachri comes to put out the fire, ain't We don't tell him to put it out. Amir nachri is not mutter b'makam hefsid. But you can't tell him to put it out. But also, you don't tell him not to put it out. The nachri comes, he wants to put it out on his own. Gezunta heitn, his Chilul uh, Shabbos is not a my Cheshben. He did it all on his own. But, a cotton who comes to put out the fire, even if I didn't ask him to do it, I can't allow him to do it. His keeping Shabbos is part of my Cheshben. That I'm obligated uh, to make sure that he, my child does not violate Shabbos. That's part of my own, uh, as an extension of my own Shvisa Shabbos. So, ask the Gemara, Shema does this mean to say if a child is violating any Easter in the Torah, my child, I have to make him stop violating that Easter? I see him eating the Machos Asura. So let's say I see a child is a common scenario, a child in the home who wants to play with his electrical toys on Shabbos. And he's doing it. Do I have to tell the child to stop? So the Gemara says it's a machlaik, it's in the Gemara Nyavamis. Well the Gemara we'll, we'll see to it, we'll get to it a little later, we're not going to discuss it. But it's mentioned by the Gemara. That's a machlekes in the Gemara. Is a cut on oil on the veil is based in mitzvah la or not? I see my child independently violating an iser. 
Do I have to tell him to stop or not? We paskin in the Shulchan Aruch that you do not have to tell the child to stop. That's quoted over here in Shulchan Aruch, Zion. Shulchan Aruch says, Katan Aruch on the Veilus, Ain Beis in Mitzvah and Lafrishai. That if a child is doing an Easter in the Torah or on his own, he decided to do it, I don't have a mitzvah to tell him to stop. About Aviv Mitzvah Ligar Bayu Lafrishai, Mitzvah and Lafrishai. So the father has a mitzvah of Chinuch to tell him to stop. Okay, so there's, there's a f- bunch of things that are uh, at play over here. First, we have the global uh, charge on every parent to be mechanech his child. But that starts, you know, when does chinuch kick in for prohibitions? The Mishnah Bura says it, uh, it kicks in when the child understands that there's such a thing called an Easter. I just had a discussion this Shabbos with my child. He was four years old, just turned four. Mr. Brewer says it's around four. So the child just turned four. So he says to me, he's bored on Shabbos, he wants to play with his electrical toy. Another one of these video game things. He wants to play. He asks me, can I have it? I say, it's Shabbos. Of course not. So he says, please. <laughs> he's not getting it. I said, Shabbos. He said, please. I mean, he thinks if you say please so many times, he knows during the week if he says please a million times, I'll give him whatever he wants. Just leave me alone. Say, so thought Shabbos too. If he keeps pushing, I'll give it to him. He didn't understand the concept yet. So when a child begins to understand the concept that there's such a thing called an Easter, so then there's Chinuch by Yisurim. But let's say the child is less than that. The child doesn't understand that concept. And he wants to, he's playing with his electrical toys on Shabbos. So a child uh, wants to carry outside in a place where there's no air. If you tell him he can't carry, he says, please, please, doesn't understand. So then the child is uh, violating an Easter in the Torah all by himself. No one instructed him to do so. No one's happy about it. <coughs> so there's Ain Beis and Mitzvah Lafrisha. He's not yet Higia Lechinoch. There's no Mitzvah to tell the child uh, to stop because he's not yet Higia Lechinoch. He understand that it's an Easter. He just may know that when you say Shabbos, that means that there's something. No, my, my mother in law says the same thing about kosher and kids. A kid walks in the, in the mall and says, yeah. Mommy, can I have? They know not to ask. Because they know that so when a child understands they, that. They don't understand Israel, they just know that, that is, there's, I have no negotiating ability on this. That's Chino. That's Chino. My child also. Likes thinks you can have milk, and whenever we have it, every meal he likes milk. So every meal there's milk. We try to explain to him. We don't give him the milk because it's just bad for the other kids. But and also there's no reason for it. But he doesn't understand. Pasha doesn't get it. It's a bright kid, but he just Pasha doesn't get it. It's, 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 it's something that's not adding up. He's not yet higi lechinos. So that's what Mr. Bruce says. Around four, he just turned four. So make a little time. So around four, five. Then the child understands such a concept. We say kosher. The child understands that's higi lechinos by Yisurim. So if the child is less than that, and he's doing an Easter, playing with his muksa toys on Shabbos, if there wouldn't be other considerations, you know, of other children, or, you know, the, so then it would be allowed. Ain based in Mitzvah Lafrishai. So says the Gemara, back to Oizgimu, why then if the child comes to put out the fire, do I not have to tell the child, um, well, I'm sorry, why then do I have to tell the child to stop? He's coming to put out the fire on his own. So Amr Rabbi Yechelem, Bekotan Ha'oiseladas Ovid. Even though a child who's violating an Easter on Shabbos, who's not yet Higiyah Lechinuch, if the child is Higiyah Lechinuch, he can't do any of these things. So we're talking about a child who's not yet Higiyah Lechinuch. But yet, the child knows what his father wants, what his father doesn't want. So over here, the child comes to put out the fire. So we're obviously talking about a child who's less than five, which is very surprising, but he's like Higiyah Lechinuch. If the child is Higiyah Lechinuch, even if he's doing it on his own, I have to be Mechanech, my child. But let's say the child is less than that. But he's Oisal Das Aviv. He knows what the father wants, what the father doesn't want. I tell the child, do this, he does it. I tell him not to do it, he doesn't do it. That's even perhaps a little younger than Higil Achinuch understanding the concept of Yisurim. So if the cousin is Oisal Das Aviv, that's a problem. 
not a problem of chinuch, the child's not yet higia lechinuch, but a problem of loisase komalacha ato vinchovitecha. You shouldn't do malacha, and even if you don't instruct or cause your child to do malacha, but he does it with your approval, that's a violation of that Easter in the Torah. So Sefi Yireya makes this point, he writes, He knows that his father is happy about it. Since he knows that the father wants him to do it, that's why he does it. So, okay, so we have over here three uh, things that we have to deal with. We have the general uh, mitzvah of chinuch that applies to all Yisurim in all situations. But that's only once a child has reached a certain age. And then you have a little less than that. When it comes, relates specifically to Hashabbos, if the child understands the father wants something, or doesn't want something, he's oisal das avim, so then already you have a problem of even if you don't instruct or ask the child to do it, but he does it on his own, but you know he'll be happy about it. And then there's a third issue at play, and that is that you're not allowed to instruct or cause a child to violate any Easter in the Torah that's learned out from the Pesach in this week's parish of Emma Varmar to Lahazer Gedol Malkatanim. So getting back to our scenario, yeah? But by Shabbos, we'll already be on the father. The other by Dinah Rabbi Bezin, it's not everyone. Chinuch, let's assume it's all the same now. No, it's only Chiv on the father to stop him. Bezin kicks in at a certain point too, but yeah. I'm trying to gloss over that issue. Chinuch. But the possible Saskum Locha to Vinchub is on the father. It could be a discussion, maybe it's only the father. We presume it's on anybody. Any adult that asks a child to do it would be included. There's a discussion, maybe it's only the father. We assume not so. Okay, so let's get back to our uh, scenario. A person wants the, the light that he would like to be in a different position, either on and it's off, or he wants it off and it's on. So can you ask a child to turn on or off the light? So certainly if the child is higia lechinuch, you can't do that, obviously. So once the child understands that concept, let's say the child's a little less than higia lechinuch, but he understands if I tell the child, do this or that, they'll listen. That's a little less. Even though he doesn't understand the concept, he'll listen to what I say, or he knows what I'll be happy about. He can see I'm upset about something, and he knows that, oh, he'll go and make things better by turning off on the light. That's already a problem. You have to tell the child to stop doing it. Not only can you not ask him, you'd have to tell him to stop. But let's say the child is even less than that. He doesn't even know what the father wants, the father doesn't want, or he's not aware of it um, in that situation. So then the only thing we have to contend with, which is where this comes up, is by little kids, that you're not allowed to cause or instruct the child to do it, be a daim. But what is that, uh, what is the uh, parameters of causing the child to do it? Let's say I put the child in front of the light switch. I know the child likes pushing buttons, and I put the child, certainly the, if you can ask the child and he listens, then the child understands what you want. So we're obviously talking about a child that you're not asking, and he's going to do it. If you ask the child, then that's already, he knows what you want, and he's giving it to you. So we're talking about a child who doesn't understand what you want. So then the, you're going to put the child in front of the light switch, he likes pushing buttons, um, and he's going to push the button on or off, light switch. So is that called Safinan Lakatan Isibiadaim? Chinuch not yet, he's not old enough, he doesn't understand what you want, he's not old enough for that either. But uh, is that called feeding the child an Isibiadaim? So perhaps not. The Gemara says in Mesephthis Yavamis, over here, Aisvav, Rabbiyasok Barbisna, Irkusulay Miftoche, the Bay Midrasha, Bashus Harabim, Shabbosa. He lost the keys to the shul in a Rashus Harabim on Shabbos. How are they going to get into the shul? So also come the Pedas, I'm like Zil Dabar Tali Vitalia Vitalu Hasam. Go take the girls and the boys and tell them to play near the key. One of the kids will find the key and bring the key back to us or back to the shul. So you're putting the kid in the proximity of what you want, and you know he's gonna bring it back to you uh, to carry it to shul. So that sounds like it's mutter. The Gmar doesn't have a problem with that. 
That's not, it doesn't sound like it's Safinu Lakata Nisa Biyadayim. So the Rashba writes on that Gemara, how is that allowed? Isn't it Safinu Lakata Nisa Biyadayim? So Rashba says, the if you just put the kid next to it and the kid decides to eat it on his own, that's not called Safinu Lakata Nisa Biyadayim. This Rashba was made famous by a Chuvik Sam Soifer, which uh, Ramosh has a similar Chuvik, Ramosh quotes with Sam Soifer about a child who's a Shaita and has to be institutionalized. And in the, in the best institution, uh, they don't serve kosher food, they only serve machal asasurus. So you're not allowed to feed even an infant, you're not allowed to feed them be a die machal asasurus. So even a shaita, you're not allowed to feed machal asasurus. But um, you're not feeding the child machal asasurus, you're just putting them in an institution where the only food that they'll be able to be fed is machal asasurus, but they're just going to put the plate in front of them and the child will, will, be, uh, will eat it. So, you're not actually putting the food in their mouth. Is that called Safina Lakata Nisa Biyadayim? So, the Sam Saifa quotes from this Rashba. If you just put it in front of the child, you don't actually put it in their mouth. That's not called Safina Lakata Nisa Biyadayim. Or I don't put it in their hand. Maybe even you put it in their hand, that's called Safina Lakata. I don't put it in their hand. I put it down in front of them, and the child decides to eat it on his own. So, then that's not called Safina Lakata Nisa Biyadayim. The Sam Saifa allowed the Shaita, Ramosha as well, to be institutionalized in a place where there's Machoas uh, Asuras. This comes up on Yom Kippurim as well. How do we feed our kids on Yom Kippur? Aren't you feeding the cotton in Nisabi Adayim? So the Gemara says in Mesechthus Yuma over here, Oistes, that which uh, Isurim of Yom Kippur apply to little kids, even infants? Which Isurim apply? So the Gemara says, They're mutter bekulan, chutz minayilas hasando. They're mutter in all of them except for wearing leather shoes. Why le- wearing leather shoes? Is that different than all the other Isuri Yom Kippur? So the Gemara explains, Hana, the last line, Hanach the Labri Bisayu, Gazu Bahurabonon, Hanach the Ribisayu, Loi Gazu Bahurabonon. These which are necessary for the care of the child, you know, it's things that are necessary items for the child, are permitted for the child. Hanach the Labri Bisayu, it's not necessary for the child, doesn't have to wear leather shoes, he can wear any type of shoes. So then, um, that is mutter for the child. It's not a necessary item. Huh? Cotton's not high yet. Yeah, but isn't the Isra on the person who's... The Isra is to feed it to the child. They're saying the child's going to do it on his own. That's the Shiloh. Why isn't there... Uh, we didn't get involved in that, but why is there no Isra to... I see a child uh, who's less than the age of Chinuch eating an Isra. Why is that? Do I not have a mitzvah to tell him to stop? If I see my friend who's a gadol eating an Isra, I have a mitzvah to tell him to stop. Uh, because of Kol Yisrael Raven Zebazer. Why don't I have a mitzvah to tell the child to stop? So Bukharan explains this because presumably we understand that the Iser that a Katan does is not considered a Maise Iser. It's, uh, it's not a, it doesn't have significance as a uh, Maise Iser if it's performed by a Katan. So here too. But if, but if you see the Mitchell and the person's not over, isn't there still an Iser on the person who, is, who put the Mitchell there? It's not a Mitchell. If the person who, who you you're giving it to... to be committed, it should be either... That's true, but over here, it's Alam Neshashayla and Lifnei but over here, if the person who's, what you're giving it to him is not prohibited in doing it, then what's the Lifnei I give a guy something to do, and he's not allowed, he's not allowed to do it. It's, 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 that's not Lifnei Iver. So the question over here is, why am I allowed to feed a child in Yom Kippur? That's allowed. Wearing other shoes, not. But how am I allowed to feed a cotton in Yom Kippur? So the Gemara says, well, it's necessary for the child. The problem is, the Ran raises this right at the beginning of the 8th parak of Yuma. There are some Rishonim that hold that the Yisri Yom Kippur Doiraisa. Some hold that the Shari Surim, besides eating a Durabanan, but uh, many hold the Shari Surim Doiraisa, and if certainly eating on Yom Kippur is Doiraisa. So ask the Ran, how am I allowed to feed a Katan, an Isa Biyadayim, on Yom Kippur? 
How am I allowed to do? I'm feeding a child in a kipper. How are you allowed to do? You're feeding a katan. We said it, it was mentioned by Thomas Kaihan, it's mentioned by Dam, by Shkazim, it applies to all these. You're not allowed to feed a katan. It needs to be a dime. How am I allowed to feed him on Yom Kippur? So, in fact, the Minchas Chinuch writes, it's kind of a believe it or not, and you wouldn't believe it until you saw it. The Minchas Chinuch writes, you're not allowed to feed a child in Yom Kippur unless his life is in danger, unless it's Pikuach Nefesh. Other than that, you're not allowed to feed a katan in Yom Kippur. But we generally don't assume like. Uh, that Minchas Chinuch, we assume like Rabbeinu Tam already addresses this in the Sefer Yashar. Rabbeinu Tam writes that the whole Easter of feeding a child, the prohibition of feeding a child, any Easter in the Torah, causing him to violate, instructing him to violate it, Lo Shayach writes, he writes over here, Oiz Yidal for the second line, Lo Shayach Abudavar Asuri Ve'efshebo Adam. It only applies by those things that are Easter and you can do without them. Kamaidam V'truma, like blood or truma, V'achila V'shesia, eating and drinking, the whole uh, concept of loisachilum, of causing a child or instructing a child to violate an Easter, never applies. The avagav, the loisakonehi, chayshinon, v'loigazu. Even though um, it's not a sakana, this was never included. He doesn't mean loigazu, it's not an Easter Dairabon. It's an Easter Dairabon to feed a child an Easter in the Torah. But uh, that was never included in the Easter Dairabon. So the whole Easter Dairabon of causing a child or instructing a child to violate an Easter in the Torah only applies. If it's not a food item which a child can't do without. But is it, but it's fasting in Easter or is it a positive commandment to fast? And therefore the child uh, eating on Yom Kippur is an Easter. Yeah, it's also being Easter is not so safe, but it's also an Easter. Sure. Also, but for the child it's But I'm causing him to violate I'm feeding him an Easter in the Torah. That's the cash of the Ran. Even though he's not obligated, it's really important that he's not obligated in Damash Katsum. I'm not allowed to feed it and put it in his mouth. If he's doing it on his own, that's fine, but I can't put it in his mouth. That's one of the reasons the Magan Avram quotes that uh, those who have the meaning of making Kiddush and Shuls, uh, they give the wine to a katan. Why do they give the wine uh, to a katan? Because it's not Kiddush Bemakam Suda. In order to be Yitzhi Kiddush, so you have to have it together with the Mizainus, or to ideally together with your Suda Shabbos. You're not allowed to have Kiddush uh, independently. It has to take place in the Makkum of Hashivas together with the Suda. So those who, that's why the Shochanach recommends not to make Kiddush in Shul. Because in the time of the Gemara they did it because there were those who were living in the Shul. They were eating in the Shul. So we made Kiddush for their benefit. Nowadays we don't have people living in the Shul, uh, usually. So, so we don't have to make a Kiddush uh, in the Shul. But there were those who never wanted to give up the Minig. So it says in the Shochanach, those who don't give up the Minig, give the wine to a Katan. How are you allowed to give the wine to a Katan? You're causing him to violate an Easter of eating before Kiddush, or having Kiddush Shaloi B'Mokom Suda. So one answer the Magen Avram brings to that, that's over here, Oisid Beis, one answer the Magen Avram brings, It's only by an Easter. About Kiddush, eating before Kiddush is just an Asay. So that's one possibility, that he's not having Kiddush B'Mokom Suda, it's just an Asay. But the other answer... Or he brings a third answer. One answer that he brings is the bechol midi the hurebi said the tinaik anything that's eating and drinking that was never included in the problem of feeding a katan and isa biyadaim. That's probably also the terrace of the famous kasha of Blazer Gordon. Or Blazer tells her, "Ask the kasha, how is a mother allowed to nurse her baby on Shabbos? Why? Because it's a uh, it's malach of dash. If a, mo- a woman expresses uh, breast milk into a cup, she's violated malach of mafarik dairaisa." You're not allowed to do that. So how is it, even if the child is nursing, she's violation of dash, of extracting a liquid from a solid, the same as squeezing a, a lemon to extract the juice. It's anytime you extract liquid from a solid, or milk uh, from uh, an animal, or from a woman, is a violation. How do we allow the child to nurse? Well, you'll say the child has nothing else to eat. 
the Gemara says. But nowadays, not true. Child is many things. You can feed the child formula or feed him other, other, other things. Or maybe she has milk in the refrigerator. How is the child? Maybe the child's old enough he eats food already. So how is the child allowed to nurse on Shabbos? That was the kasha of Blazer Gordon. And there's a whole literature about this in the Stechem. It is many pages and pages and pages. But the Pasha, the answer is, like Rabbeinu Tam said, that any time it has to do with food, food was never included within this uh, Easter. Dam, yes, that's not a food item the child has to eat, but anything that the child is going to have to eat at some point was never included in this Easter, feeding a cut on Easter, uh, Easter be a dime. That's probably why you're allowed to feed the child in Yom Kippur and all of those things. no cut in and it's a minute of a shul Then a gadol should drink a revius of wine and make a makam sudo. And then when he goes home, he can make kiddush for his wife. <clears throat> it's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. Okay, but getting back to our scenario. <clears throat> so what are you going to do? You have a child who's less than the age of Chinuch, but turning on and off the light. It has to be a child less than Chinuch. It has to be a child who doesn't understand that this is what you want him to do. If he does, he's that perceptive, then you have a problem of But let's say the child is less than that. You're just going to put the child next to the light, and he's going to push the button. So I'm not touching the child. The child on his own. I'm putting him there. That's the Rajbaz said. You put him next to the food. And the child decides to push it on his own, push the button on his own. Or eat the machos asuris on his own. So that should, uh, that should not be a problem of feeding or causing a child or tra- instructing him to do an isa biyadayim. That uh, should have been okay. What happens though often is, is, is that if you're dealing with such a small child, the light switch is not on the floor. The light switch is up in the air. Most people at the time say, so, so how are you going to get a child to be up in the air next to a light switch? You're going to have to hold the child. Now already that's a little bit different. I'm not putting a child at a table on Yom Kippur and saying, here's your food, do whatever you want with it. You know, I'm not telling you to eat it. You decide you want to eat it, eat it. Or maybe the whole thing never applied to food. Or you put the child in the proximity of the key and he picks up the key. Here you're holding the child. So that's a little bit worse. The Gemara says, a lot worse. The Gemara says in Masech this Makis, this relates to last week's discussion, third so if you push the bed and then you put the child on the bed, I hear the child might fall off the bed. You're dealing with such a small child. The crib. Ah, you push the crib. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll turn it the other way again. Okay, but a lot of times it's you're holding the child. So if you're participating in this act, so then that uh, that becomes worse. The Gemara says in Mishnah Mesechtas Marcus, and the Gemara Mesechtas Marcus that. Uh, person who gets his uh, who cuts off payas haroish or he gets his payas cut off even if he didn't do it himself he sits there in the barbershop and they cut off his payas he gets malchus Sigmar says how come the nikov gets malchus what did he do wrong he just sat there it's a lav shame by maisa normally in order to incur malchus you have to do something that's proactive so the Gemara concludes, Rav Ashi, You're sitting there. The barber asks you to move like this, you move like this, like that. So since you're helping him out, you're participating a little bit, that's how you can get Malchus. So you see, even if you don't do it yourself, your Misayaya, that also sometimes has uh, a certain significance that, uh, that's attached to it. How much significance is the Machlekes HaPaiskim? Some say the Taz, I'm sorry, the Shach writes that this is specifically with regards to Nikov. Because the Pasuk says it's a lav, ah, not only the barber, on the one who gets his hair cut. The Pasuk says, Lois Sakifu, Pasra Shechem is Belash and Rabim. There are two people included the one who cuts off the payas and the one who gets his payas cut off. The Gemara only meant to say, How do you get Malchus? You didn't do a proactive uh, action to incur Malchus. So Mar says, You did because you moved your head. But here, it's different in terms of the fact that you have your own Easter that applies specifically to the person who sits in the barber chair. 
But let's say, uh, I don't have a separate Easter uh, upon, let's say, the case the Shach is discussing is a woman who forgets to cut her nails Friday night, and she has to go to the mikvah, and nails uh, might be a chatzitza. So the discussion the Shach and the Taz have, can I, the woman just put her nails down over here, and the Nachri will come and cut the nails for her. So the Shach says, yes, there, there's no Easter on the woman to have your nails cut. There's an Easter on Shabbos to cut nails, not to have your nails cut. When the Gemara said that your participation is significant, even if you're not the primary uh, one who's doing it, you're just Messiah, that's significant is when there's an Easter on the person having his payas cut off, a separate Easter. But there's no Easter to have your nails uh, cut. <coughs> However, the Taz disagrees, and the Taz understands that even if you're just a participant, even not payas harosh, even for a woman to have her nails cut by a nachri Friday night, is a problem for her. She's a participant here, and if you participate, it's as if you did it yourself. Even though you're not the one with the nail clippers, but you're participating, or you're sitting for a haircut, it's as if you cut off your own pace. So, so too over here, even if it's not that you turned on the light, you certainly are, even if we'll be maker like the shock that a woman could have her nails cut off Friday night, it's not as if you cut them off, you clearly are participating. I don't think we could call it anymore that the child is doing it all on his own. That sounds like you're feeding it to the child. It's safinon, lekata nisibi adam. You're causing him to do it, or you're instructing him to do it. So at that point, I don't think to, that this can be allowed under any circumstances to turn on a light. To turn on a light, we generally presume, is an Easter on Shabbos Day Raisa. Especially if there's a glowing filament inside, like an incandescent bulb. But perhaps to turn off a light, which we generally assume is a malacha she'ain tzricha legufa, it's only us or on Shabbos Day Rabbanan. I don't gain anything from the product of malacha. Perhaps by an Easter Day Rabbanan, there's a little bit more wiggle room. Perhaps with Shas Chak, that can be allowed. The Chedushe Harashbah, over here, Aisid Gimel, if you look back, writes that the whole Easter of causing or instructing a child to violate an Easter in the Torah only applies if it's an Easter day raisa. Mihu mashmali, the bishuim shall devreya mutter loimalo lecha befeirish. If it's an Easter day rabbanan, then uh, perhaps you can instruct or uh, cause the child to violate that Easter in the Torah. Uh, I'm sorry, that Easter midr rabbanan. The Shulchan Aruch disagrees. Or Zion. Shulchan Aruch says in the second line, Ulachilo biyadayim to cause or instruct the child to violate an Easter in the Torah. Aser afilut varam shasur midivrei seifrim. The Rambam understands it applies even to the Rabbanans, but the Rashba argues that by an Easter the Rabbanan perhaps it can be allowed. So you say, well, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't accept it, but the Tiferes Yisrael says that the minig was the Shulchan Aruch Harav also has this. The minig was that b'shas adchak to be soimech on this opinion of the Rashba. That by an Isa de Rabbanan, you can ask or uh, you can instruct or cause the child uh, to violate the Isa. The case that the Pharisees was talking about is they used to have the meaning of asking the children to carry, uh, if they forgot to bring their Siddur to Shul, they, they asking the child to carry the Siddur to Shul through a Carmelis. If it's not a Rosh Harabim Deiraisa, any area that's not a major metropolis, but it's a small uh, suburban area. To end. There's no Arab around the town to ask the child to carry uh, the Siddur or the Talus to Shul. Even though you're instructing him to do it, um, it's only an Easter Midr Abonon. Rabbi Kiva Eger, in Shuvah Shuvah Kiva Eger, asks on the Teferis Yisrael... Asking the kid to do something is the same as holding him up. It's the form uh, of being missile is more, more of a problem. I agree with you. But How does that help? No, I, I don't think Misayeya, even if we're Mako, I don't think over here you're really a participant. I'm not participating in turning on the light. I'm holding up the child and he does it on his own. I brought Misayeya as a kind of, you are participating. So whether or not I'm going to call you turning on the light yourself, I'm not willing to go that far. But I don't think we can call it Safi that you're just putting the child in front of the light and he's doing it on his own. It might be even worse. He's sort of being a Messiah. is like, 
I'm using him as a cle. If you take the kid's God. hand and I take his hand and I push the light switch with his hand, that that's you. That's all you. That's like me taking my uh, yeah. It's, right. If I take a fork and turn on the light switch, I turned on the light. The kid didn't turn it on me. So if I take the kid and I put his hand, I'm like here, push. But you know, it's like then I did it myself. We're talking about I just hold the kid up and he's like this and he likes pushing buttons and he's going to do it. So I think I'm not ready to call you a messiah. It could be it's as if you did it yourself. Maybe I'm not willing to go that far. I think, but, but I don't think you can call the child doing it on his own anymore and you're just putting him in front of the light switch. You're participating to a certain degree. So is the child any different than asking a guy to do something? Oh, one second. Asking a guy is only the Rabbanon. If you cause or instruct your child to violate an Issa Deiraisa, that's an Issa Deiraisa of... of uh, more of Amarta. You instruct your two-year-old to push the elevator button. Is it different than asking your a two-year-old who just wants to put, and you're holding him up. Oh, okay, so one second, one second. So over here, we generally assume turning off a light though is Anissa de Rabbanon. So the Tiferes Yisrael said by Anissa de Rabbanon, sometimes you could be mako to instruct or cause the child to violate that Easter. However, the Rashba himself, this is the Kasher of Akiva Egeres, Rashba himself says when the, father, when the child knows that uh, this is or well, this is what the father wants. The child doesn't even know this is what the father wants, but it's not for the purpose of the child. It's for the benefit of the parent. Even the Rashba would never allow it. Hello, casually, the cave in the oven, the tarich oven, below the tarkoi oser. Even by Nisad Rabban, the Rashba never allowed it if it's for our benefit. He only allowed it if it's for the child's benefit. No, did a brahma by by. If it's for our benefit, then it's not allowed. It's only if it's for the child's benefit. So the Achreinim, uh, Kajaglover, and his Chuvus Eretz Tzvi, we mentioned last week, suggests that perhaps Bishas Adchak, if it's not a common occurrence, it's allowed, even if it's the Litzar Kenu, it's the Tzarech the Father. Because the Rashba writes in the Chuva, also addressing how do we feed the child Kiddush wine in Shul, where it's not Kiddush Ramakam Suda, why aren't we afraid that that's called feeding a child in Yisabi Adayim? He says, since it's not. Uh, done every single week. And now, and now in the shuls, that they do it, they do it every single week. It's like uh, it's like a kvius. But the Rashba said the only reason it was allowed is because it was once in a while they didn't have a guest in shul. So you give it to the katan, but we're only afraid uh, about feeding or concerned about feeding a child that needs to be a daim if he's going to grow up remembering that he did this as, a, as an adult. He'll remember that he did this. So uh, that's only by something that takes place all the time. If it's something that happens once in a while, or, you know, rarely, so then we're not concerned that the child is going to remember this later on, and even if it's Letzarech, the father, uh, then, uh, then it would be allowed. So that's how they were matzik, the minig of asking the child to carry the talus or the siddur to shul through the Carmelis, is even though the Rashba only allowed it if it's for the, per- for the benefit of the child, not for our benefit, perhaps if it's only once in a while, or, uh, you know, it was not a common occurrence, then even the Rashba would allow, there would be Megon and Yisra the Rabbanon. So, even though in Shulchan Aruch we paskin, not to ask a child to do even an Yisra the Rabbanon, even an infant, not to, to instruct him or to cause him to violate an Yisra the Rabbanon, perhaps B'Sha'at Zadchak, certainly if it's for the benefit of the child, uh, to ask him to violate an Yisra the Rabbanon might be, might be allowed. So over here, again, let's regroup. If you're dealing with a child who's a Gil Lechinuch, obviously nothing to discuss. Even if you're dealing with a child who understands that this is what you want, even if he does it on his own, that's like, Again, there's nothing to discuss. We're talking about a child who doesn't understand, not a Gil and doesn't understand that this is what you want. He's just, uh, you're going to put him in front of the light switch uh, and, uh, and he'll do it. 
So if you just put him down in front of the light switch, I agree. I think that that's, that's okay. That's not called feeding the child or causing him, instructing him to do it. Adam, he did it all on his own. But if I have to participate in that act, I have to hold the child, I think that is called instructing or causing the child to do it, even though he's just playing around and pushing buttons. Um, but if it's turning off a light, it's just an Isa the Rabbanon, perhaps it could be allowed uh, on a te- you know, once in a while, it can't be a common occurrence, rarely, uh, but already at that point, once you're uh, being Mako, on this Isa the Safina Lakatan, you go with a Rajba, Bishas Hachak, and Isa the Rabbanon, so Zalman and Chavya Goldberg, the son-in-law of Shlomo Zalman, has a a piece in one of the medical journals where he writes he thinks it's preferable at that point to ask a nachri. If you have a nachri who's available to turn off the light, so we are mako to turn off the light by asking a nachri because asking a nachri is a derabanan, turning off a light is a derabanan, and if someone needs to sleep in the room, that's einig, there's a mitzvah of einig shabbos. So shvus to shvus in a place of einig shabbos uh, would be allowed. If you have ten bedrooms and you don't need this room, you're concerned with the electricity, I don't think that that's shvus to shvus with mitzvah, but if... Uh, and none of these had terrible apply, but if you, uh, if you have, need a light off in the room for someone to go to sleep, so in theory, if it's just an Easter Rabbanon to turn it off, you could ask the child, but I think it's preferable, like Rizam Nechemia says, to ask a Nachri to do it. And it might even be preferable to do it yourself, with your toe, to turn it off, rather than asking uh, or using a child to do it. Ask the Nachri. If, hinting is even less, but we don't have time to get into that now. But even if you outright have to ask the Nachri to do it, um, that's preferable. Rav Zalman says he even thinks turning it off Kalachayad yourself. That's again a shvus to shvus, a Kalachayad with turning off a light, doing it in an abnormal way. B'makar uh, mitzvah, that would be preferable to asking a katan to do it. And he's the Rabbanu B'shasar Chak. But if the kata, if you, if, but I think there is room to be mako, but you have better options. You have the shvus to shvus, by asking an achri, or doing it yourself, the last option is asking the kata. Let me just add all, end off with one idea that it's on the Sefer's Naim Torah, so beautiful. He says, if this Easter, huh? Just clarify, because everything could fall under that category, right? If you want to do something, <laughs> chances are it's for Oneg, right? If the alarm is on and you want to shut it off, if you want to be able to get down the stairs... Oh, I agree with you about that. Down, that. That's Oneg. How is that not Oneg? Uh, All of these things are Oneg. Oneg Shabbos. <laughs> you can't be Marahetta, so you have to know. You have to be honest with yourself. What's Oneg Shabbos? What's not Oneg Shabbos? Any time that you're willing to pick up your child I hear you. to I hear try you. to go through some sort right. of hassle of having them whack at buttons, chances are it's for your Oneg Shabbos, or else you wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Yeah, but we all know what's a legitimate earning shop is. So it's, uh, you know, I'm still not convinced. <laughs> okay, so um, I think carrying a stroll, I mean, whatever. I, I think an alarm, a house alarm going off in the neighborhood is that is everyone's earning shop. It's not just you. I mean, it's uh, definitely you can't function like that. And, and carrying a stroller down. down I don't know. Every case is different. The situations are different. Yeah. Shots of cock. Yeah. Seems the concept of chemo applies even if they don't understand because they get habituated doing the wrong thing. That's why I'm uncomfortable with asking children to do it at all. Yeah, yeah. That's why Zalman Echemi recommends children are the last option. Because you already start getting into borderline chiloch, and then the other children see. There's whole, a whole host of other issues that go along with it. Okay, Rabbi. So the... the <laughs> I got thrown up. But Rizalman Sarovskin asks in the Sefer as Naim Latayra, he says, if this is an Easter causing or instructing a child to do an Easter be a dime, is an Easter that applies to all prohibitions in the Torah. It's not just Tumas Kaihanim, it's not just Shkashim and Dam. Why is it specifically told to us here with regards to Tumas Kaihanim? Why is it specifically here? Amor Amarta, 
applies to all Isurim. Why don't we teach it specifically by the Kahanim? So Zama Tzaraskin explains because we need to learn from the Kahanim how to be Mechanech our children. He says, how is a katan, how is a, uh, a kain, I'm sorry, mechanech his child, you can't go to a funeral, can't marry a grusha, everyone else is able to go to a funeral, everyone else is able to visit Kivrei Tzadikim, you're not able to go. How is he able to be mechanech his child in this way? So he says, the secret is to learn from the kaihanim. Kaihanim tell their child, you know why you're not able to do it? You're special. You have a unique calling in life. And that's why you're not able to do it. It's not because we have further restrictions, it's because you have a unique mission. And because you're special. And from the Kaihanim, we shall learn to our children as well. When we're Mechanech, our children, and all of these things, that they shouldn't do prohibitions, we shouldn't treat it as you're restricted from doing this, and from doing this, and from doing this. We have to teach our children that you shouldn't do these things because you're special. Because you have a unique mission and calling in life. That's right. That's right. Okay.